evidently this guy escapes big time for numerous wins in the ARCA series. Ty Gibbs cruises to another gateway victory, the site of your first victory. What the hell is it about this track that you like so dang much in St. Louis? Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a different track. You know, there's two different corners. It's it's uh, one of the harder ones. It's kind of like Phoenix. It's like I kind of like those two tracks. It's, it's they're 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 very different. And turn one on this track is like a short and bank corner, and turn three is flat. It's kind of like Phoenix. So, and uh, it's just something different. I I, I like something about this track. So I don't know what it is, but it's just something that it clicks, and it's it's just a fun place. I think a lot of drivers like this, this, uh, these two tracks, and especially Gateway. Gateway is really bomb with the PJ1 down too, so it's very grippy. So it, it was a fun time. Yeah, exactly like the IndyCar races that were there this weekend. You see drivers that maybe they haven't had the greatest season. All of a sudden, they come up and they podium, or they're in the top five, like a Tony Kanon, for instance. So, yeah, there is absolutely something to be said for WWT Raceway and how when you get it, you get it, and you're always good there. Yeah, for sure. You know these these tracks are just um, like like I said these this this place in Phoenix they're about kind of the same was the same with the PJ one laid down like kind of how they were this year and, and last year so it was uh, it was it just, I guess I just like them I don't know what else to say there's nothing else to it <laughs> always good Ty Gibbs joining us here in the Freak Nation and it's not lost on us on the the number of wins that you have not just in the Big Boy Arca series but the East and the West series. I believe nine victories to your name in 20 races. I think that's what I saw, right? Yeah. Uh, and we understand setups of cars and uh, dominance of teams, but there's also that driver that sits back there. What is it over the last 12 months that has come to you to become this driver that every time you get in that damn car, you have a chance to win that race? Yeah, you know, it, it just kind of took me a little bit to figure it out. Like last year, I had for the first couple of races, I was running second. I think about twelve. I finished second twelve times last year. So, I was for me, it was kind of just figuring out my driving style and how these things work. And you know, like say a lot of these big car, or a lot of these big teams, you're kind of locked locked into a box with these cars. So, to almost kind of spec. Um, you got the same chassis, like the main top top teams. Um, Venturini, everybody kind of has the same chassis, and we all run the same motors, so it's just about figuring the car setup and, and these guys dial in and me telling them what we need um, to go race and be fast on long runs. So it's um, it just it's just uh, it's just about whoever really hits the setup right and how hard these guys kind of work it back at the shop and on low because we don't have that much practice. Um, like like yesterday, we only had six laps just to kind of fill the track out in the middle of racing. So it's uh, it's just about how much you guys prepare at the shop and. And um, how much uh, it's going to be fast. 17-year-old Ty Gibbs is in the Freak Nation tonight. Ty, there are people twice your age that you compete against. And they may take a long time to learn how the car works on the track. Are you a quick learner? Do you figure out how things work quickly when you get in the car? Yeah, you know, I always try to, like, I always really try to work as hard as I can. You know, at a young age, I figure out what I like and, I, I like it so much. I'll do anything to do the best of it. So I always work as hard as I can and, and try to get everything um, dialed in. And I try to do my homework and, and focus on these tracks. You know, sometimes you don't have that much track time because of the COVID this year. So, you know, we're going to these new tracks like Pocono, Kentucky, where we don't have that much time. So I always watch a lot of video and, and talk to a lot of people that know about the track and, and trying to get myself um, prepared mentally and physically for these races. Ty, what's the communication between you and your crew chief? Have you guys worked things out 
fast and working together with a single mindset? Yeah, you know, me and Mark really work really good. You know, Mark's a really good guy. And, um, he raced a lot with, uh, on Dale Jr.'s team a long time ago. So he, he's kind of been in the driver's seat and knows what he needs and knows what I need. And he's been around, the, I've been around racing for a while. So he's, he's been a really big help to this organization and this team. And, and especially all the rest of the guys, manager, Matt, my car chief, Chris, you know, everybody just puts all the work in on this field. They, everybody means so much to me. And I spend more time with them than I used to do spending time with my family, you know. So they're, uh, they're, they're good. I got a good group of people around me. Yes, you do. Ty Gibbs joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. And of course, five of your wins this year, but you did have, I believe, a wrecked car from one of the races not too long ago back. And speaking of Dale last Jr., was it, was it last year? Okay. Is that when you asked Dale Jr. if you could put it in his graveyard? Yeah. I uh, <laughs> blew right front tire off of two at Dover, and it, that was probably one of the biggest hits I've had in, in my career. So um, the car was killed like. And, and um, usually when you hurt the center of the car and any about any race team kind of knows this, when you hurt the center of the car and it's kind of mingled up, that's when the main, that's when the car is killed because you can't really replace the center of the car because they have rear clips and front clips you can replace. It's like sometimes like some crashes there people are putting new front clips on like they'll see in an interview. So in this crash we it it was kind of a different angle, so it was more of a side impact, so it really hurt the side of the car. So the car was it was definitely killed. So. I, went, I asked Dale, it was too late, but I tweeted him, and I don't, I, I don't know if I got a response or not, but I tweeted him, and uh, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> what do you mean it's too late? It's never too late for a car to join oh, a race yeah. car graveyard. It was already, it was already going, to the, go, going to get thrown away and oh. get recycled, so it was already too late to get, get to his graveyard, but I, I definitely tried. Ty, you said the wreck was a big hit, maybe the biggest you've ever taken. When did you feel it in your body? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Did it take that long for the soreness to come on and say, whoa, that was big? Actually, it was more on initial impact. Like, the next couple days, I was pretty much okay. But on the, on the initial impact, it, um, it definitely got my attention and uh, shocked me a little bit. But, you know, I kind of, I've grown up with two brothers, and we're always wrestling, so... Um, I've kind of been in the, trying to, I've kind of grown up around trying to be tough. So I've kind of, uh, I was, I was pretty much okay after somehow I wasn't sore. I was really surprised because I thought I was going to be, but you know, I, I was okay. So I've kind of been around the, the toughness side of my family and my dad's probably the toughest person I've ever met. So, um, there's no wine in here at the, the household. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've, we've had our share of Gibbs here in the freak nation yeah. over the last 20 years. That's, you don't you don't want to start whining because you might find yourself out back having to water the lawn or mow the lawn. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kenny, you want to go there? No. I mean, come on, just can't, okay. <laughs> that is spoken, by the way, from a Dallas Cowboys fan. So yes, anytime we get a Gibbs in the Freak Nation, it's often it's hurtful when it comes to what the Redskins or the Cowboys or, or what are we calling the Washington Professional Football Team. The Washington football team. There you go. <laughs> so you have to be a Washington football team fan, right? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up around them, and I lived in Virginia for, for six years of my life, so I've always kind of grown up around the, the Washington football team and going to all these games. And, um, you know, it was really cool to get the different aspects of all these different sports. You know, I've got football, motocross, racing. i got everything, you know. So I, took, uh, I love watching sports. I've always grown up around a competitive family. And like I said, I've got two brothers, and I actually got a sister that rides horses. So I'm always nice. up around, competitive with everybody, and that's why I love racing. I, I love to win, and 
it's just uh, it's a good deal. Hey, your your grandfather Joe, he's got some big ass forearms. Has he ever tried to put one of those forearms on your head to straighten you up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that coach definitely uh, always always tries to. I always try to be good around him because I know he he can get really strict. And my dad actually scares more than anybody. You know, he's a big tough guy. Um, and my grandma probably more than him. My grandma will set me straight in a heartbeat, and she's. <laughs> 73 so she'll, she'll still get a hold of me and tell me to figure out what i'm doing wrong so um you know i, I love my family so much they're like they mean the world to me they're like my best friends so you know it's always good to have a good 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 foundation of people always around you Ty Gibbs joining us here in the Freak Nation. Awesome family stories. And when we see families that grow up together in sports, regardless of what the sport is, but I would say maybe especially in motorsports, sometimes they want to separate from their family to prove, hey, I can do this on my own. Like a Graham Rahal, he wanted to go elsewhere to start his career before coming back to dad's team. Do you feel like you might need to do that or are you just A-OK sticking with the family? Because clearly you have proven yourself already. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like in my career, I really don't have to prove anybody. You know, I'm not here to prove that haters wrong. I'm not here to prove my fans wrong. You know, I'm here to do racing cars because I love it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, I love this so much. And it's like living my dream every single day. So um, I feel like I don't really need to prove anybody doing that. You know, it's not like one of those deals. So I'm just here having fun. I, I love racing cars. I love being around my family. So I'm, I'm going to stay at Jugger's Racing for as long as I possibly can. So. My grandpa kicks me out or keeps me, so <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, I always love being around my family, so I'm definitely gonna stay around. And I love racing cars more than anything in the world. I would, I wouldn't trade that for anything. So good for you. That is awesome. Freak Nation at Ty Gibbs underscore on Twitter. Running on those gentle tires, ARCA Series winner in St. Louis here in the Freak Nation. Are you more of an Instagram or a TikTok or Twitter? Snapchat. I'm over Snapchat guy because. I have a bunch of my buddies on Snapchat, and um, I always like Snapchatting more of my friends. Um, but I like I like that. I got more interaction with them, so um, probably more Snapchat than anything. Instagram and Twitter, all this stuff. You got to be. Um, it's more of like a business side, so I like to have fun and, and grow myself while I can, and in this world now. So I like to, I like to Snapchat my buddies, and that's about it. I don't really Twitter. Twitter is more of a. Twitter's got a lot of haters on there, so I try to stay off there as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, I love, though, ever since Dale Jr. called them keyboard warriors, it's like, you know what? Yeah, all they're doing is hiding behind a keyboard. If you really look through Twitter, there can be some funny, funny stuff as well, and hopefully yeah, you'll you get know, more of that. I wish they would take a little bit all my haters, because I actually find Twitter kind of enjoyable <laughs> to go through sometimes, but... Yeah. Um, like I said, I could, I really don't. It does not bother me about the hater deal. I I kind of grown up around always. I grow. I my dad's very strict at the at when I was a kid, and he always wanted the best for me. So he kind of we kinda, I kind of grew up in that strict world. So any of that stuff doesn't really bother me. You know, he he raised me the best way, and I, I really like it. It's working out right. I'm liking this. I am. I mean, you're 17 years old and you are just you're spot on with where some people 20, 30 years older than you still haven't gotten. So good for you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. We'll end it with this. Who would be better on Twitter, coach or coach's wife, your grandma? Uh, Probably my grandma. She likes to talk a lot, so she'd probably be really entertaining to watch and follow well, she's, she's only probably, got probably her. She's only got 280 characters, though. She'd have to like multiple tweet. 
Oh yeah, she she texts me all the time. So she she <laughs> I'm definitely sure she would be on her on on on, a, on some device texting or tweeting or everything. So she's uh she's always on there, keeping up with her grandkids. Well, dude, thanks for thanks for doing this, man. I didn't I don't think it's going to be the last time you come in the Freak Nation, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for letting me come on. Yeah, when I hear seventeen, I, I don't care if you're the grandson of Super Bowl winning coach Joe Gibbs. You're still seventeen. Stat man, what the hell were you doing at 17? <laughs> I, I keep telling you, I don't know if the statute of limitation has run out on some of that stuff. Uh, at 17, can you, can you, would you, would you have been able to hold a conversation that lucid when you were 17? Yeah, no. No. No, no, no. I just, again, I understand he's, he's in, He's in the limelight as a Gibb anyway, as a as Joe Gibbs' grandson and Coy Gibbs' son. I get that, but holy smokes! Yeah, I don't know I mean, what maybe they're doing. If we, if we... <laughs> I don't know ahead. what they're, I'm not sure what they're doing with these Arca guys, but everyone that I've never yeah. we haven't had one that that hasn't been just a great conversation. I don't care if they're 17 or 47. I mean, these these are some serious players, uh, but seventeen, wow, seven, seventeen. That's you can't you can't get over that, you know. I mean, I probably got a library book that I've held for more than seventeen years. 